uh, for the past uh, two weeks, uh, we as a church have been talking about uh, our what. Um, and I don't know if someone's ever asked you this question, but uh, the question is, what is your what? Uh, meaning, what is, what is it uh, that you're doing with your life? Like, what is your what? What is your, your mission? Maybe is a better way to, to say it. And so for the past two weeks, we've been trying to articulate, hey, this is our what of what we are doing, what we are all about. Uh, and it's not been just so much about us trying to tell you what we're all about. Uh, it's been asking and challenging you with the question of what is your what? What is it that you are all about? What is it that you are doing? What is your mission? And again, the, the point wasn't to come up with this cleverly drafted mission statement, uh, but the challenge, the invitation was, if you are convinced that you know what your what is, what your mission is, then when you find a community of people whose mission is so like-minded with yours, then let's join together and accomplish that what, accomplish that mission together. For Genesis, this is how we're articulating the what of what we are doing, what we believe God's invited us, called us uh, to do. It's helping all people walk with God. That's what we are doing as a church helping all people walk with God. And if that is consistent with your what, your mission, what you want to do with the one life that God's given, let's do it together. Uh, let's walk this road together of helping all people walk with God. And one of the things I shared over the past two weeks was I'm convinced as we are committed to helping all people walk with God, we as a people, as a church, we're going to have story after story after story of how we see God at work in our lives, how we see God at work through our lives. Uh, this morning, I want to be very short, very quick, and, and brief. I just want to answer one question, uh, and then I want to give an invitation in response to that answer, that if this is the answer to the question, then what should our lives look like in light of the answer? And the question is just simply this, what does it actually look like to walk with God? What, do you, what, what is a person who is walking with God, what does that even look like? What does that mean? I know that might sound very churchy or very spiritual to some people of walking with God, but what does it actually mean or look like to walk with God? And if you were here last week, one of the things that is humbling but amazing to me is that the God of the universe, the God creator, sustainer of all things says to me, says to you, I want you to walk with me. I want you to know me. And I want you to walk in close friendship, relationship with me. But what does that mean? How do you and I, on a day-to-day -day basis, on a moment-to-moment -moment basis, how do we actually walk with God? How do we articulate that? Uh, do you have someone in your life that when you think of this person, the thought that comes to mind is, man, that, that guy, he walks with God. Or you think of this, that, that, that woman, gosh, when I, when I think of her, I just think of someone who is walking with God. Do you have one person, maybe two or a couple people, that when you think about them, the thought that comes to mind is they're walking with God. So I hope that you would have somebody in mind. And so here's the follow-up question. What is it about them when you think about them that leads you to the conclusion of they're walking with God? What is it about them, their person, their character? What is it about like what they're doing on a day-to-day -day basis that you would conclude in your heart and mind, that, that guy, that girl, that man, that they're walking with God. What is it about them that led you to say that? 
Now, for me, when I think about just many people in my life who encourage me by the example that they give me of what a life of walking with God looks like, I really think of primarily uh, two things. I think of who and what. I think of who they are, their character, uh, who they are as a person, and who always comes before what, who always influences, impacts what we do. And so when I think of the many people in my life, I first think of who they are as a person, and because of who they are, that is shaping what they are doing with their life. Is there an example that we could all look to, someone that we could all be in common with and say, you know what, this one individual, they walked with God. Who they are shaped everything that they did. And when I think about one person, the greatest example we have of one who walked with God is Jesus. The greatest example you will ever have in your life of someone who actually walked with God was Jesus himself. So Jesus did come to make a way for us to walk with God forever, but I don't want you to miss that Jesus also is, his life is the perfect example of what it looks like to actually walk with God. He is the perfect example of what it looks like for you and I to walk with God. And again, this is going to be short, and so if you remember something, I want you to remember this. Walking with God is both relational and directional. It is a relational thing that's shaping who we are, and it's also a directional thing of shaping what we do, shaping where we go. So walking with God, if you were to ask, Michael, what does it really mean to walk with God? It's a relational thing, and it's a directional thing, but relationship shapes direction. Direction doesn't shape relation. So I want to encourage you, when I look at Jesus as our perfect example of someone who walked with God, he had a relationship with God as Father. He is Son. But his relationship then shaped the direction in which he walked. So what was the relationship that Jesus had with God? What was that like? How would Jesus articulate, hey, this is my relationship with the Father? And I wrote down, he would see himself as one who was loved by God. If you ask Jesus to describe your relationship with God the Father as the Son, he would say, I'm loved by God. I am one who I am not confused at all with about how God feels about me. I am one who is absolutely loved by God. Just a, a few verses, John chapter 3. The father loves his son and has put everything into his hands. For the father, in John chapter 5, the father loves the son and shows him everything he's doing. John 15, as the father has loved me, this is Jesus speaking, as God has loved me, I'm doing that for you. I so have I loved you. John 17, I've made known to them your name, and I will continue, Jesus speaking, I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. I love this picture that Jesus, his walk with God, first and foremost, his relational with God, was seen through the lens of, I am one who is absolutely loved by God. Let me ask this question to make it practical. How much of what you do would change if you realize that who you are is one who is greatly loved by God? Just think about that for a moment. How much of what you do day in and day out, how much of what you do as a husband or a wife, a brother, a sister, a neighbor, a coworker, a son, a daughter, how much of what you would do on a day-to-day -day basis, how much of what, how you respond to people, 
how you think about people, how you treat people, how much of what you do in your life, the direction, would be changed if you saw yourself first and foremost through the lens of, I am one who is loved by God. I have a feeling that if all of us not just knew that, but were convinced of that, the direction that we would begin to walk would often look very different. Because too many people we say, well, I know that, I hear that, but yet we still look for affirmation. We still look for that love from other people as if God has not given us everything that we need in himself. How much of what you're currently doing or how much of how you're currently walking is shaped by you're still searching for that perfect, unconditional love that God says, but that's what I have for you. Jesus knew exactly who he was. His relationship with God, his walk with God was shaped and formed. I see myself first and foremost as one who is absolutely loved by God. Brendan Manning wrote a great book called Abba's Child years ago, uh, early 90s. He said, define yourself radically as one beloved by God. This is the true self. Every other identity is an illusion. And I wonder how often I've spent a better part of my 43 years of chasing an identity rather than embracing the identity that God's freely given me as a son, as a child who is absolutely greatly loved by God. What does it mean to walk with God? It means we have a relationship with God. And how do I understand my relationship with God? I understand my relationship with God like Christ did. He's our example, first and foremost, as one who is absolutely loved by God. Direction. If the relational impacts, influences the direction in which we are going, then which direction did Jesus go? Like, again, if the who we are impacts what we do and how we live, then what is the direction that we learn from Jesus? And it's simply this. If I'm going to read uh, John chapter 6, verse 38. For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. You want to know the direction that Jesus lived his life in view of, in light of who he was, the direction in which he lived is, I'm doing what God wants. I'm doing what God's will is. I'm not pursuing or chasing or going after my plans, my purposes, my hopes, my dreams, my, my, my. Jesus would say, I came down to accomplish not my will, but I came down to accomplish the will of my Father, and I am one who is loved by my Father, and it is great joy to do what my God wants me to do, the one who loves me what he wants me to do. So the direction that Jesus lived, the example that he's given us is... The direction we walk is the direction he wants us to go. What God wants us to do, we wake up in the morning and say, God, this is another day for me to see you accomplish your will in my life. God, this is another day for you to accomplish your plans and your purposes in my life, in my midst, so that when we end our day, our day is reflecting upon not what we did. Our day is reflecting upon, like, I got to see God accomplish a little bit more of his will in my life. So God, when I'm at work, you accomplish what you want me to do at work today. God, when I'm having breakfast or lunch or dinner with this friend, you accomplish whatever you want to accomplish in the midst of this conversation. 
God, I've got a few hours here. Whatever you want me to do with the time that you've given me, I want to accomplish. I want to walk in the direction that you would want me to go. If God has a direction for you, and he does, what is the actual direction that God would want you to walk in? See, Jesus had a relationship with God. He models that for us, one loved by God. He had a direction that he was walking in, and the direction started with the statement of, I'm not trying to do mine, I'm trying to do his will. I'm committed to doing his will. But what is the, the will that God would want you and I to accomplish? And I don't mean to oversimplify this, but if you really want to know what is the direction that God wants you to walk in and the things that he wants you to accomplish, he wants to use you to help all people walk with him. It's that simple. That amazes me that God would invite me to be part of something as phenomenal as helping all people walk with him. This is what God has invited you to do. This is what God has invited me to do. And I want to be really clear when I say helping all people walk with God. There are people who have been walking with God for 10, 15, 20, 30 plus years. They still need you in their life to encourage them, often to remind them of truths maybe that they've forgotten along the way. We all have people in our lives who have yet to begin that journey, that relationship, that friendship of walking with God through faith in Christ. God has strategically placed you where he's placed you so you can accomplish his will, and his will is walking in the direction of helping all people that God allows you to come across, helping them walk with God. Again, I'm not trying to oversimplify this, uh, but a walk with God means a relationship, and it means a direction. Relation, I see myself as one loved by God, and the direction that I'm living my life is as one loved by God, wanting to do what God wants me to do, and what God wants me to do is to help other people, help all people walk with him. That's the answer to the question, what does it look like to walk with God? And if that's true, and scripture from Old Testament and New Testament screams, this is how God feels about you, and this is the way God wants us to go, then I have one invitation that I wanted to give you in light of that truth. And the invitation would be this. Will you pour out your life in service to helping all people walk with God? See, you and I are invited to pour our lives out into so many different things, and often the things that we pour our life into uh, leave us exhausted, leave us confused, leave us frustrated, leave us feeling empty. But the invitation that God gives to me and he gives to all of us is, would you pour out your life in service to God and helping all people walk with him? As I was thinking about that this week and just journaling and just praying over that, I'm like, God, there's so many people and myself, I get so tired and so weary and so burned out along the way. And they would actually say, but Michael, I'm doing that. I am pouring out. I'm, my life is, I'm pouring out. And I wrote this down in my journal just as I was praying. You will never be able to outpour all that God wants to pour into you. You will never exhaust how much God wants you to see of him in your life as you pour your life out in service to others, helping to come to know how awesome it is, 
how incredible it is to walk with him. You can't do it. You will never be able to outpour a God who says, I will continue to pour into you love, kindness, grace, generosity, so that every person that comes into contact with you, overflowing from you, is not disappointment and frustration and bitterness and hurt and all of these things, but overflowing from you is what I've given you because I will continually pour these things into you. So the invitation I wanted you to receive today, and not from me, but I really believe from the Lord for all of us, is would you pour out your life in service to God and helping all people walk with him? Jesus, that's what he did, isn't it? He gets to the end of his life, and the last few words that he says, dying on the cross, is it's finished. God, everything you wanted me to do, it's finished. I walked with you in light of the love that you have, and I accomplished everything that you wanted me to do. And God, what you wanted me to do was to lay down my life, pour out my life as an offering so that those that would look to Christ would be able to walk with God. The Apostle Paul. Maybe you've heard of his story. The Apostle Paul gets to the very end of his life, and these are some of the most powerful words that he penned. As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. I love this picture of the man is at the end of his life in prison, and he's writing and saying, I poured out my life. And I love that he would go on to say, and now what's waiting for me is God himself and the reward that God has. He doesn't say, I poured out my life and I'm just bummed that I did that. What a disappointment. I wish I would have done something different. I poured out my life as an offering, as a drink offering to God. And I wanted to be clear just as I finish. Pouring out your life is not a a one-off thing. Pouring out your life is not like a one day a week thing. Pouring out your life is an all day, every day, every person, every moment thing. That's what it means to pour out your life. There's not a moment when you're not. There's not a moment where like the switch is off and you're like, all right, I'm checked out. Pouring out your life is every person is an opportunity for you to be used by God to help them, to encourage them, to show them, to be an example so that when people think about the question, hey, do you know of anyone who walks with God? They do. Why? Because they continually are pouring out their life. Everything that God's given them, they just cannot help but give to me and to others. And to those that might think, Michael, that is, sounds so exhausting. Well, it is exhausting if you're doing it completely on your own because it won't work and it won't last. But if you trust and you know and you believe that the God who invites us to pour out our lives in service to him to help other people walk with him, you cannot pour what he wants to give to you. So this is just the invitation today. Would you just simply say to God, my life, it's your life. My direction, I'll go in the direction you want me to go. My plans, my purposes, I put them down here today. And God, if I've been walking in this direction, hoping that you'd bless it, God, show me what you have, what you want me to do. I just, I want to invite you. This is walking with God, relational, directional, pouring out our lives in service to help other people walk with him.